Hey everybody, this is the PWZ Podcast. I am your host, Professor Rick Del Santo. Joining me today is uh, from Shocking Things Podcast, the host, Jonathan Peck. How's it going, friend? How are you doing, Ricky? Uh, I am great. Uh, well, we've had some sad news today, actually. Uh, 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 former NWA and WWC USWA superstar Chris Youngblood has passed uh, due to heart attack. It's, uh, Chris was the younger brother of uh, former tag team partner Ricky Steamboat, Jay Youngblood. I uh, used to watch him in the NWA back in, I think it was 1990, 91-ish. So, in the USWA when they were in Dallas. So, uh, he will be sorely missed. Uh, friends with him on Facebook who communicate sometimes. And he was a very, very nice person. He liked good music, too. <laughs> so, today, uh, John, what's been going on with you? Uh... Nothing really too exciting I could think of. I mean, wrestling-wise, there hasn't really been too many good things. I, you know, I don't know about you for modern things well, here and there, but, you know. Well, one of the things we're going to be talking about has actually been pretty consistent, at least. I don't know what you're referring to. Um, but we've been... <laughs> uh, one thing that's been pretty consistent that I've been really into is the NWA as of late. Uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about that. Um, but I hear you're getting set to relaunch uh, Shocking Things. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you, Rick. <laughs> I heard you're getting re- ready to relaunch your podcast. Is yeah, that true? yeah, yeah. Um, starting off, we, t- we took a hiatus. Um, the next episode... Hopefully next week we're going to do, uh, we recently went to uh, the filming location of the first Friday the 13th movie in Blairstown, uh, oh. New Jersey. So we're going to talk about that experience. Okay. That's cool. I'll be looking forward to that. It's shocking things. And on uh, look that up on all your socials and you'll find some really cool stuff there. So. Uh, we're getting set to be talking about NWA Power. This week's episode was pretty good. There's been some weeks where it's been kind of decent. Yeah. Yeah. There's been some weeks that's been pretty questionable. Uh, one thing that, you know, the NWA as of uh, right now has to be my favorite thing that's uh, in existence wrestling wise. It's yeah, yeah, pretty for- good. You know, it's not uh, crazy. It's uh, the production is not over the top. Uh, they use Dokken as the theme, you know, the entrance yeah. music. Uh, yeah. um, you know, and I get to see some talent that I really, really enjoy, uh, like Slice Boogie, or like him <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I know you like the storyline with Slice Boogie. Now we'll talk yeah, about that. Yeah, of course. Later. Of course, we'll get to that though. Uh, um, the other thing about that this is that. I love the NWA. I really do. And since Billy Corgan uh, purchased it and started doing a lot of things with it and promoting under it, the TV show, it's one thing that I got way too many three-way matches. That's the other thing. I think one episode, there was like two three-way matches on one episode, and that kind of like irks me. It's just like, it's supposed to be a special feature. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, more than once, and uh, more than I mean, even once an episode is a bit much. Like I said, it's supposed to be a, a special feature. So, but other than that, you know, not really much to complain about, uh, exception of Tyrus. But he's even he's going on me. He's a good heel, but we'll talk later about him. But in that sense, yeah, his yeah his debut was not the greatest, but it. Uh, He's definitely improved, you know, and I think his mouthpieces. But we'll get to that. 
we'll get to that. Uh, we, you know, we opened up with uh, the announced team: Joe Galley, Tim Storm, and uh, what's the, other, the girl's name? Oh. I'm sorry, oh, the guy, oh, the guy. What do you think of her on commentary? She's okay. I mean, she, you know, she's still new at it, but I, I think in time she'll get better. It's tough with the three, you know, three-person booth. You know, oh, so people don't talk yeah. all over each other, but she's okay here and there, you know, you know throwing in uh, her comments. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the three-person booth, and that's something that's been pretty common. Yeah, it's uh, very normal. Past, uh, yeah. Yeah, at least the last, like, 25 years or so. So uh, We started this match off with the television title match. Sal Renaro has been working his way up. Uh, get a TV title shot with the Pope, Elijah Burke. Um, this is one thing that's, that's you know, there's, there's these little micro things that irk me when it comes to the National Wrestling Alliance. Their television title matches, uh, six minutes and five second time limit. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't make much. Right? Yeah, they're really killing the 605 here. And uh, that, I just... I don't know, man. I, I, I'm just not behind the uh, the whole uh, the, the time limit on that. I, I can understand the 10-minute time limit because that was kind of traditional back in the NWA WCW days for the television title. But the, uh, six minutes is a bit much. But um, I do think that um, – I think this only went like four and change. But I think that uh, Burke and Renard literally did put the, put the best that they could. Yeah, I thought so. I like Sal Renaro. He's, you know, I've watched him quite a bit uh, – Remember him from Ring of Honor and uh, NWA Wildside. So he's uh, very talented, but he's uh, his character here is, uh, yeah. you know, he's pretty he's funny. Terrible. We'll give him that. I like the style. side braid. That that side <laughs> braid is pretty weird. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, but this is good. What what you what do you got to say about this I one? I mean, I thought it was good. Like the you know they they made it like Sal could actually possibly win. You know, the near yeah. falls. You know, it was believable in that sense. Um, I think the one thing that was a bit weird was the absence of Colby Carino, considering that what he just attacked him last week and ruined his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't think that the, that there was no not having any kind of follow up with this. Uh, you know, wouldn't make much sense, but I guess it leads the viewer to uh, want more. Um, so of course we went to uh, now. This is he's six and zero as far as the TV title goes. Uh, the Pope. Now, if you get the seven, um, he gets a world title shot uh, against Nick Aldis. Um, do you think that they're going to gear up towards that? Do you think they'll give him? He's only got one match left. So, I mean, yeah. it, it's possible. I mean, they. I think they need someone really for Nick Aldis. That's. I mean, because they lost so much of their roster, you know, last yeah. year, it's trying to rebuild now. So it, it's kind of tough. Mm-hmm. And that um, sounds like, yeah, you know, he's, you know, Elijah Burke, Pope, he's, no, he, he's, he's never definitely. really huge, but he's, he's known at least, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, he's, if they build him up, it's possible. I think so. After um, probably, what do you think, like? You think that they're going to, I mean, I think it's pretty well set that NWA 73 is going to be, uh, it's Murdoch and all this, right? Or it's going to be, because uh, it's, it's 
Trevor Murdoch's hometown. And there's a chance that there's rumors that they're going to actually have him win the title because of uh, it's in his hometown in St. Louis. So, I mean, I'd like to see the Pope uh, get a shop. Maybe they're going to, I don't know when they're going to do that, if they're going to do it on TV or if they're going to do it like further down the road um, after the next title match. Tyrus also night on Jordan Clearweather, Clearwater, excuse me, Black G's. He's my new favorite, Black G's. Um, <laughs> they come out and, you know, they're making threats and stuff to uh, uh, the Pope. And I like when, you know, because Tyrus is so large and Kyle Davis is so small. They're just, just. Yeah, when he puts his hand on his head, like that's what I was saying before when he's a good heel, because you're just like, you want to punch him when you see that, like he's bullying him, right? Like. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but my first, my thing is this: it's like the first time was probably just like they were just kind of joking around. Yeah. The first time he did it, but it was like so funny. Um, I yeah. thought it was hilarious that it's just like now he just makes sure to do that in everything. It's like how he puts his hand on him, then puts his head like he's making him hug him, kind of a thing. It's just, yeah. it's yeah. funny. Uh. So and what's this? His face yeah, his eyes. Like, <laughs> like he's crushing his head. <laughs> right. So yeah, then um from there they uh what do they say? They go to the commercial and then they you but, know But don't forget that the Austin Idols wear the greatest outfits in wrestling now with the cutoff <laughs> t shirt over the long sleeve shirt. Well, you know, like, like all different colors. This time he had a blue shirt and the ridiculous blue glitter hat. I mean, that was. He comes out wearing his, you know, trademark Austin Idol hat that he wore back in the 70s and 80s. And he wears the Austin Idol wrestling school shirt over like a. Yeah, black. Like... Yeah, yeah, over a blue, like a bright blue, like, like you know, dress shirt. It looks so ridiculous. And he's wearing like old man jeans on yeah. top of it. So it's like, he just looks he looks crazy. Yeah. No, he's funny though, and uh I guess they had to give somebody like him to Tyrus or you know, because while he does a decent job doing what he's doing, even when he speaks, like it's pretty convincing and pretty good. But if it was like if he really had to like his own promos and stuff like that. It's better that he has a mouthpiece, but the minimum that he does say works out for him. I think that's it's pretty funny. So then they're gonna. They also mentioned that the uh, the champion series, which I'm still not uh, 100 certain about, this is going to start on the 27th. Austin Idol and company. Hold on. Let's say this again. <laughs> Oh, wait, Idol vows that uh, Pope will not make it to the champion series uh, and will not make it to lucky number seven. Tyrus is going to be that champion. Pope's seven title defense will be against Tyrus. Apparently, that's what we heard. So, this is probably going to be in the next couple of weeks. I'm wondering if there's going to be a new champion crowned or if something's going to happen. Or a swerve, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> As they say. So I'm wondering about that myself. I'm wondering if uh, 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 what was it? The um, I'm wondering if if he's going to actually win or um, maybe some sort of disqualification or something to that effect. Maybe we're going to go to the timeline, but 
Did Tyrus work six minutes? Let's be serious here. <laughs> Let's see. Thunder Rosa and Sky Blue took on Serena Deeb and Kylie Ray. Serena Deeb and Kylie Ray won this match. Uh, I thought this was a pretty fun match. I don't, oh, you know, the yeah. thing is, you liked it? I like, I like the, the tags in and out, how, you know, there's yeah. you know, a lot of action in that sense, you know. I think um, I never really knew much about Serena Deeb. Uh, apparently, she worked WWE when I was not watching WWE at all. So I don't know. I mean, she's good. Yeah. Did you ever see her when she shaved her head with the Straight Edge Society, any of that stuff, or no? Oh, she was with them? Yeah. Yes. No, that's kind of like when I really wasn't watching much, but I do, you know, I think um, my son was watching at the time period. So I kind of like tuned in when he did every now and again, but. Okay, so that, that was, makes more but, sense. Uh, Rip Rogers. I don't know if you knew that. Chamber. Oh, okay. That's that's. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I did know that. I I heard that uh, not so long ago. That's a guy I'd like to get on the show because that guy can talk. I've heard him in interviews. He's really cool. Uh yeah. So I really did like this match. Uh, Kylie Ray is. Um, I think it's a pretty good addition to the NWA. The NWA is doing a really good job at pushing the women's division. Uh, obviously, with the, the NWA uh, women's pay-per-view, Empower, coming up. Um, sorry. That, that uh, you know, I wonder, I'm wondering who else they're going to be uh, bringing in. I'm assuming that there's going to be more well-known names, and I'm going to guess that... Uh, some from uh, Thunder Rosa's Mission Pro are going to come in as well, so uh, that looks good. That looks like it's pretty good. But they um, assume they get uh, a woman or two from AEW too, some type of working relationship. I'd assume, yeah, they would do something yeah. like that. Well, I mean, Deeb and the other one, Thunder Rosa. Sorry, yeah, they go um, back and forth. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, they go back and forth. But I think it's uh, Thunder Rosa's contract is ended ends at the end of this year with the National Wrestling Alliance. So I'm wondering if she's going to be full time with uh, AEW after that. I think she's a really good addition um, to uh, both brands. I think she's awesome. Uh, she's actually like one of my favorite wrestlers today. So I, I'd like to see her stick with the NWA, but you know, I, I guess it, what it boils down to is who's paying you more. So, yeah, that's, that's what it always seems like. Yeah. So uh, Serena Deeb and Kylie Ray won. I believe it was Kylie Ray got uh, uh, Sky Blue by submission. Yes, I think she had her in the crossface, uh, if that's what it was. I like it how Kylie Ray acts completely surprised when she wins or anything like that. It's it's pretty it's pretty comical. So um, we had the uh, I don't know why they labeled this as the finals of the vacant NWA North uh, NWA National Championship match. Uh, JTG and Chris Adonis. Wait, whoops. That didn't happen I skip, yet. I, I, I skipped ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Skipped ahead. All right. So, I think when I printed out my notes, I printed them out the wrong. That's okay. Not wrong. Uh, Crimson, right? And uh, Okay. Yep. The meeting, Kylo Davis uh, interviewed the War Kings, Jack Steen. Wanted to talk to uh, Crimson. 
And then he ended up bringing a slice boogie, and he ended up just taking off. He said he didn't want anything. I really want to know what they're going to do with this because it seems like Crimson and Jack Stain have been around for a long time as a team. The, yeah. the war teams. Um, slice boogie, I think is he's good. He's convincing. The faces he makes are hilarious when he's doing this stuff. Um, he could slightly alter his gimmick. I think that he could be, you know, he reminds me of Dynamite Kid, like some of the maneuvers. I'm not sure if you see that at all, like the the way he wrestles. I never really thought that, to be honest with you, but I have to look for that uh, now. Yeah, you, you got to look at the way he wrestles, like the some of the high spots that he does and stuff like that. Uh, maybe not as good as Dynamite, but... Uh, I'm sorry, but I don't know if you... If you thought this, but I thought Crimson's acting was pretty terrible in this segment. The whole segment was terrible. No, but just like his acting is, yeah. But I agree. <laughs> okay, so it's not just me. I just want to. Uh, I wasn't like as just like I really wanted it to end, and the way he just like kind of like just like kept no, no, I don't want anything. It's just like we, he just he didn't allow Slice Boogie to talk or or any of that stuff. It's just like the whole segment. I mean, I get what they're trying to do, but it didn't work out like the way that I think that they had planned it, or maybe the way that they thought they filmed it. Um, yeah. But it could have been way better, and I just don't know why they're doing. You know, if they're actually preparing for a breakup of the War Kings, maybe they're going to have them feud. Uh, but I don't know. It seems like it's uh, something's going to happen. All right. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Kratos and uh, Kratos and Aaron Stevens, May Valentine, uh, basically interviewed Kratos. Do you like Kratos, Jr. Kratos, or just Kratos? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen enough of them to really form an opinion. To be honest with you, I mean, I was a little bit familiar with him from uh, LA out there, the uh, New Japan LA, uh, New Japan Strong. So you know. And I was kind of surprised that they teamed Aaron Stevens up with him and gave him the tag titles like so quick. It was just, it was pretty bizarre. Um, they don't really care about this segment as much. Like it really wasn't. It really, it really did nothing for me. Let's be serious. I thought it was funny. One of the things I thought was funny was like Aaron Stevens is he's really good at comedy, and it looked like he was just sitting. On the floor behind the the desk, rather yeah, than actually, yeah, in yeah, the, it was like everybody else is like you, you see their right yeah. their right their their, their whole yeah, like the whole side. Like, you see like his head. Like. You just see is this? And I was <laughs> like, what the hell is he doing? <laughs> so, um, Hawks Airy, the Luke and PJ Hawks, and El Rudo took on Le Rebellion and Homicide. I thought that this was awesome. I really did. I uh, I popped when Homicide returned. I don't read spoilers, so I didn't know that uh, I didn't read any spoilers that Homicide was returning. I don't know if you did at all, but uh, oh, no, I had no idea. So I yeah, so I actually popped for that. I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was awesome, man. He delivered. This match was a really good match. I, I think that the Hawks, PJ and and Luke Hawks, I like Luke a lot. Uh, been watching him for many years, but his kid it it took me a little while to get used to. When he was when he was coming in, I kind of thought he was annoying at first. He was just some young kid. I was like, ah, whatever. But then he had like that kid could really work a really good technical style. Of, of course, with doing a little bit of, a little bit of the high spots and um, 
I'm not too familiar with El Rudo outside of like say the you know the couple of matches I've seen. So I'm, it's he's somebody I'm going to have to really get used to. Um, Le Rebellion is kind of funny. They're they're a pretty good team. Uh, I don't know. It's black metal version of uh, Luchadors with the upside down crosses and stuff. <laughs> So what is the, the son of Damien six six six, right? Uh, one of them. Yeah, yeah, the that's uh, best bestia six six six. I kind of put that together um, before they even said anything. I was wondering about that. We but, never know with all the parkas. You don't know, <laughs> <laughs> right? I you mean, never know. Uh, actually, related. All those or yeah, all those uh, luchadors go by Junior, and they're not related whatsoever. And you know. So yeah, this was this is pretty good, and I believe it was. Let's see, I have it written down here. Uh, Homicide and Love Rebellion. They uh, they look to uh, they won. They seem to be apparently this must be Homicide must be uh, returning to the NWA. I know he's also working. He formed a faction in Ring of Honor with Tony Deppin and uh, the other guy's name. The guy with all the tattoos, Brody King. So I wonder if he's doing, you know, going to be working NWA still again. So I, I really thought it was awesome that he's returned. I'm a, you know, huge homicide fan. I like him a lot. So, yep, it's good we return. And uh, Trevor Murdoch is behind the desk, and now they're going to be talking about the uh, what was going to be is the national championship match, GTG and Chris Adonis. What did you think of this before I speak my mind? It wasn't bad. I mean, both of these guys have gotten much better over the years, you know, compared to their you know, WWE days. I um, I don't think they ever really paid attention to Crime Time when they were in WWE. Uh, actually, I don't even think they really did. Really, like, I mean, he did a few high spots, JTG, mm-hmm. but I never really saw him do as much wrestling as I saw him do in this match, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Chris Adonis. Um, I think he's gotten way better. Um, I'm surprised now that he wouldn't do a run in a place like WWE. I mean, he's got the years of experience now rather than, I think, when he came into WWE, he just came up from OVW, correct? Yeah, he's, uh, just, he's one of those guys that's like, oh, he's got a good physique. Let's, you know, yeah. let's just and bring him sent them, And then they sent him back down there a week after his debut and sent him back down there for a few weeks to get some more seasoning. And then, you know... Um, he's definitely gotten a lot better. He actually looks a lot smaller than he did then, too. So maybe that has a lot of the effect, too. But, uh, I don't understand. They're going to, excuse me, give the title to Chris Adonis. Why'd they take it off him in the beginning? Storyline, it just doesn't make much sense. So, uh, Fred Rosser threw in the towel for JTG because he looks like he was about to pass out from the pain. Uh, it's just not, to me, it just doesn't really... I, yeah, I didn't see this coming, I'll tell you that. Yeah. I, mean, I expected because because of the previous storyline and, and, and Adonis giving up the belt for the situation to go into the Battle Royal, etc., that they would, you know, why would he just win it back? Like, it's it doesn't make much sense. So, I don't know. Um... You have to ask uh, Billy Corgan, huh? Yeah, I don't think I'll get that. So they end up having that happen, and you know, Fred Rosser basically, you know, explains why he did it. He didn't want to see him get hurt, and 
Murdoch was, oh, you got to let him be a man, give up like a man, or let him pass out like a man, etc., etc., etc. Um, I guess is that going to be doing them? I know Fred Rosser signed to New Japan. He's going to be working New Japan, so he's going to be out of the NWA very soon. I don't know if they filmed any matches, like a feud with uh, with uh, JTG since the tapings. Uh, maybe he just did a one-off just to, to go with this, to wrap it up or whatever. But uh, it's a match I'd like to see because it's like obviously they, they planted the seeds with that. Yeah, that's pretty much the uh, this this the thing. Um, not really much else um, with this episode. I'd have to give it a B. A B. It's actually better than most uh, episodes I've seen in the last couple weeks. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's hit or miss as of late. Uh, since the NWA has come back, they've had a pretty small roster, but it seems like they're getting uh, better. Uh, so I'm hoping that the next set of tapings to bring in more people. It seems yeah. like they, they just need they the need more variety. What's that? It's a little by little. I think I think they're going to acquire you know more contracts. Yeah, and um, it just seems like they end up having it's it's just a very bizarre thing. Like it really is because they end up having um, they just, it's like the same people involved in storylines week after week, or, or or it's like they can only shuffle the deck so many times before. Yeah. The people, it's like the same people keep wrestling each other. Yeah. All right. That was good. But yeah, I I actually like, I don't know about you, but I thought last week's was a little bit better. Uh Slightly better. Uh, That was pretty good. Yeah. I think with each week, it just, it's like, like I said, it's like hit or miss. I thought this was a good episode. I thought, like you said, last week's was probably better, but, uh, you know, there's there's always moments that I could pick out that I really like a lot per episode, and you know, and then there's a lot of episodes I can sit there and like, oh, they shouldn't have done that. I mean, I know Billy Corgan; he has the name, and he wants to, uh, you know, use the history of the NWA. But at some point, there's just certain things that he does with the NWA. I just don't, I don't necessarily agree with being a huge NWA fan from my youth. That, but that's but that's just me though. I could be picky. He tries to he tries to kind of mix the a little bit of the old school and and the new school together a little bit. So I mean, but it works for some people. Some people it doesn't. So, anyways, John, what else, my friend? Nothing else really. I mean, like you were talking before, this is one of the few wrestling shows. Uh, this and AEW Dynamite are the ones I actually consistently watch every week that's about it or you know what's on television right now you know or the streaming i haven't watched um much aew um i watched a tiny bit of it tonight uh before we got to do this i'll try to watch it tomorrow um there's a bunch of different stuff that i'm trying out here as far as wrestling goes i subscribe to iwtv um which is, you know, totally independent wrestling. Uh, I believe they merged with SmartMark Video at this point, and uh, there's some really good stuff on there. They have this uh, New South is on there, ECWA, whenever they decide to run shows, and then there's all there's stuff streaming basically every day, and it's really cool. It's really cool. But there's, you know, um, outside of this, any live shows that you plan on attending? 
I'm not sure if I go to PAPW with you next week. I have to see about that. Um, yeah, I'll be going to that. Uh, this weekend, I'm going to the Test of Strength show in Naugatuck, Connecticut. Uh, okay. I'll be going to that. That 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 looks like a little bit of fun. Uh, it's going to be a Sunday afternoon. If you guys are there, hit me up, say hello. That's the good stuff. All right. So if you guys are listening, check out a new episode of Shocking Things when it does come out. When are they going to drop? Have you guys uh, gotten an idea? Not 100% sure. Sometime next week. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, where can people find that, uh, your socials for Shocking Things? Uh, you go to Instagram mostly. It's uh, shocking.things.podcast, and that's where you can find us and all the information. Everybody, please welcome to PWZ, uh, Mike Falvo. Mike, how are you? I'm fantastic, man. How are you? I'm great. Mike is a uh, ambassador for the International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in Albany, New York, as well as uh, ring announcer, cage announcer, and so much more to the uh, mm-hmm. combat sports industry. So, let's get a little bit about your background. How did you get interested in, uh, say, the wrestling game, or you know, getting involved in professional wrestling? Um, well, I, I'm, I've been a fan all my life, uh, since I was eight years old, you know, I remember going to my first match and telling my dad, um, this is what I want to do in some way, shape or form. Um, I wasn't blessed with the physical attributes of a wrestler. Let's just say that. Um, but you know, over time I realized, you know, that maybe my gifts weren't in the ring. Maybe it was on the mic or backstage. So, I took the time and I learned everything that happens backstage. I learned pretty much every job that you could learn aside from being a wrestler. Um, And I did a little bit of everything, but really ring announcing, commentating, and that sort of thing was really, I feel, was really my calling. That's where I felt I really excelled. And I was doing it for high school basketball, for college basketball, and so on. So I figured, why not? And that's... That's where we are now. That's awesome. Uh, about what age were you when you got involved actually in the wrestling world? I I was about 24. 24? Okay. Yes, 24. Sorry, I was doing math in my head. That's okay. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was stationed in the Air Force in England at the time, and I found a wrestling school in Enfield, North London. 
And I went and I did the training. It was, you know, once a week I could get down there. So I went, did the training and wrestled small handful of matches. Uh, and then I got orders out. So after I got my orders, I stopped actively wrestling in England. And that's when I really started concentrating backstage, concentrating on uh, booking, on uh, producing matches, producing shows, so to speak, you know, doing show rundowns right. and whatnot. That's awesome. So you ended up, uh, are you originally from New York? I know you're, you're there yes. now, correct? Born and raised. So that's awesome. So, um, Pretty much WWF territory, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, did you discover anything else outside of the World Wrestling Federation uh, as far as independence and stuff like that? I've discovered so much outside of the, the realm of, uh, you know, WWE, WWF. Uh, you know, when I was younger, I watched some WCW. You know, we still got Saturday night, Saturday night, right. 605. Uh, still got all that. Every now and again, I would watch it. And, you know, then it really didn't. You know, because I was young and I was all about Hogan and Macho Man and the WWF. And I was like, ah, those are the other guys. You know, I don't care right. about this. This I don't, I don't want to hear about this Ric Flair dude. I don't know who that is. You know, but then again, <laughs> right. But, but before folks start coming at me with uh, torches and pitchforks, I was eight <laughs> years old. Okay. Right. Just want to throw that out there. Um, but as time went on, you know, I started watching the other companies, WCW, you know, when I was old enough, ECW. But I started going to a lot of smaller shows around uh, Poughkeepsie area, not too far from where I am now. Um, every now and again, a show would come through Utica and I would go check it out. And, and there, there was just this, this uh, intimate grittiness of it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you know, you see these guys doing these great things, but not in this huge arena. It was always in like a small gym, a church gym or a YMCA or whatever. And right. and to me, that was the appeal of it. That's what I loved about it. I loved it. I mean, I just remember my my first independent show was 1995 at the North Haven Fair in North Haven, Connecticut. Not sure how familiar mm -hmm. you, are, you are with it. And I just got so uh, intrigued. That was like the actual first live independent show. Uh, I'd watched some on television, but, you know, uh, but this like really drew me and it opened up a whole nother world. So, right. By, you know, right. so I, I fell in love with that aspect of, of uh, pro wrestling. Um, so this August is the uh, International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Uh, I know talking off here, you said it was supposed to happen last year. This right. year is going to be the first year. So tell yes. me a little bit about how you got involved. You're supposed to be uh, uh, an ambassador. I had followed the Hall of Fame uh, for a little while before I decided to become an ambassador. I had reached out to the Hall of Fame and said, you know, uh, I, I would really like to work with the, the, I, you know, the International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in any way that I can. And, you know, told them what I could contribute. And, you know, they welcome me with open arms, thank God. And it, it's been a great experience working with everybody involved because, you know, you, you work on something that encompasses the entire professional wrestling world. And the, be the beautiful thing about this uh, Hall of Fame as opposed to other halls, of, you know, the other Hall of Fame um, is that we encompass pro wrestling from all over the world. I mean, in our inaugural class this year, we're bringing in 
greats from Japan, greats from Europe, from, uh, you know, Southeast Asia. We're bringing in, uh, le you know, legends are being inducted into the hall. And it's a fantastic thing because this industry isn't confined to the United States. It's not just confined right. to people who may have made an impact on Monday nights or Saturday mornings or whatever. You hear about these great events that happen in Tokyo, Japan, London, England, and so on. And we want to include that because that's a part of the history of this business. And that's what we want to try to encompass is the history of professional wrestling from all over the world, all walks of life, every race, religion, creed, you name it, we include it. Uh, but this next month, the end of next month, we're going to be inaugurating, not inaugurating, inducting our inaugural class, 24 legends, uh, include, you know, names, including Andre, the giant Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, uh, George Hackenschmidt, the terrible Turk. I mean, folks like that who have made an immeasurable impact on this industry from, Decades ago, up into this year, you know, we're we're highlighting the best of the very best. I am looking at the list now, and it's a who's who of professional wrestling. People I've read about for years, people I've grown up watching, and mm -hmm. people that you only read about in professional wrestling history books or on you know you can find out about in uh, online. But of course, it's got the legends like Bruno Sammartino, Ric Flair, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Terry Funk. Yes. So that's yes. it's. Uh, it, I believe this is going to be an awesome event. I'm really looking forward to it. It's uh, August 27th to 29th in Albany, New York. So mm -hmm. to let everybody know. Um. So basically, uh, it's going to be a convention. It's going to be autographs, uh, photo ops, merchandise, and lots more. It's like that's something that's looking for. And there's supposed to be a live event as well. Um. Yep. Do you know um, anything more about this one? Sure. Friday, August 27th, it's going to be at the Dome in Waterfleet, New York, which is right outside of Albany. Um, it's We're, we're going to have a 30-man battle royal. It's going to be the Tony Villano Cup. Uh, Tony Villano was a mainstay with the New York Athletic Commission, and he's he, he was the guy that was assigned to pretty much all the major wrestling events, pro wrestling events that happened in, in this part of New York. So if Vince and the boys came to Albany, Tony was there. If they went to Madison Square Garden, Tony was there. Uh, he was a major influence on pro wrestling here in New York, so we named the Battle Royal in his honor. But we're also going to have a slew of matches that night. Those matches are going to be announced very soon. Uh, but some of the folks that we got coming, uh, we've got Hall of Famer. Mark Henry's going to be there. Uh, you know, the guys formerly known as the Ascension are going to be there. We're going to have legends are going to be there. Uh, Hands of Stone, Ronnie Garvin confirmed he's going to be there. It's going to be a great event. You're going to have stars of today and yesterday in the same spot. It's going to be a fantastic night. And then after that event, back at the Desmond Hotel, the one and only Bill Apter is going to be hosting his Apter Hours party. I love how he, he named that. With that, yeah. <laughs> It's going to be Bill Apter's one-man show, 11 p.m. in uh, the talk. It's a, a room called the Town Hall of the Desmond Hotel, where everything is going to be taking place. You can get your tickets for that event, for uh, the Apter Hours party, and really any event that's happening that weekend at ProWrestlingHall.org. And there's also package deals for groups and and larger groups as well, larger groups mm -hmm. of people as well. Uh, check out the website you just mentioned. Uh, 
for that because it looks like it's really going to be a great event. I really think it is. Um, so basically, there's going to be the there's also panels, Legends of the Squared Circle panels. Mm -hmm. uh, so now you mentioned earlier that there's there's supposed to be at some point a brick and mortar. Uh, yes, you know, we're. we're uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Um, That's okay. We are look. We are working on a brick and mortar location. We did. We were this close to having one last year, and then the pandemic happened and threw every. I mean, literally everything out of whack. Um, so unfortunately, that got put to the side. But we are looking for a brick and mortar location now. Uh, we're hoping to get one within the capital region, the Catskills area, which is where the. Uh, Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame is based out of his cat skill. So that's where we're looking. We haven't really nailed a location down yet, but we're working on it. We're hoping very soon. That's awesome. Uh, so how did the Hall of Fame end up getting Bruno's belt? Saw that on the website. Uh, <laughs> see, that's that, that's a question for the president, Seth Turner. That's a question. <laughs> he's the one who uh, he's the one who finagled that. But uh, uh, that is that is definitely one that is, I, I would, in my opinion, that is probably the prize possession of the international pro wrestling hall of fame to this point. Uh, if you haven't seen it for anybody listening, if you haven't seen it, uh, there are photos of it on our website. It's one of the, the most sought after pieces of memorabilia in pro wrestling history. Uh, and we have it and it's going to be on display at the IPWHF. So uh, I, I'm hoping we will have it at, Ho at Hall of Fame weekend. I think we will. I'm hoping because I want to want to get my hands on it. But uh, that's just me. I'd love to get a photo with it. You know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's, oh, yeah. That is a beautiful piece, and I could not believe that. Um, so if anybody's interested in the Hall of Fame, there's package deals, mm -hmm. like I said. But you can also go on. Uh, people can donate uh, to keep the thing running. And help because um, it's supposed to be a nonprofit organization. It's supposed to basically live the uh, the memory, the history, keep the memory, the history mm -hmm. of this entire industry uh, out there. Right. People, uh, we'll know about it. So I think it's an amazing concept what you guys are doing. I really do. Exactly. I you, I visit the website frequently. Uh, it's it's pretty interesting. I like it. Yeah, for those of you that are curious, we are a registered 501c3 organization. So you know how every now and again, if you have a birthday coming up on Facebook, you can do a fundraiser. You yep. can fundraise for the IPWHF. Uh, we always accept donations. You can find information for that on our website. Um, but also, we are a we are registered with the New York State Board of Regents as an educational institution. So the state recognizes the IPWHF as an educational institution, as well as a fundraiser, because uh, we educate folks on the history of pro wrestling. That's kind of what we do. Uh, so, you know, if you have the chance to donate, I highly suggest you do that. You're contributing to a great organization to preserve the history of this, as I like to call it, ridiculously wonderful industry. It's a very long uh, industry. It's it goes on forever and ever. And one of the things is me being a fan for almost forty years is that mm -hmm. I feel like I constantly am learning something, not just the current stuff, but you know the history. I'm always right. researching stuff. Something will come across my mind, or I'll run into something online. Next thing you know, I end up in this. Uh, what's that? They call it a rabbit hole, just searching. Oh yeah, the history and uh, takes up a good portion of my life. I love. <laughs> Oh, so, so do I. And, you know, a, a part of what I do, I'm 
uh, you know, I do a lot of the social media. So if you see the posts on Facebook from the Hall of Fame, those are from me. That's you. Um, That's me. Um, But, you know, like you said, you get down these rabbit holes, like I'll start researching. Okay, you know, uh, on this day, uh, we'll say Randy Savage won the heavyweight championship. Okay, well, who did he beat? Well, where did it happen? Oh, wait, on this date, this happened? No way. You're telling me this happened on this date in this location? And it's it's wonderful getting down these rabbit holes. Like, I never knew. I, I live in Troy, New York. And I announced basketball games for RPI, Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. I had no idea that I live literally right around the corner from where Clash of Champions 9 took place, the RPI Fieldhouse in Troy. I remember that. that was, yeah. <laughs> the New York the, knockout. Yeah. Yep, that was good. I I remember that one. I'm I'm trying to remember the matchups, but I remember the setup of the the arena for that one. That one was uh, a pretty fun one. I was a huge WCW fan at that yeah. time for NWA WCW. Mm-hmm. Uh, once I discovered that, it was completely different. Uh, it was a different presentation than WWF was at the time. To right. me, it looked more like uh, realistic and less showy, as mm-hmm. opposed to like WWF or cartoony. As so. right. Over time, I just watch anything, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so this is a great event. Sorry, just to the right up there. This sure. is a great event coming up. I want everybody to go online. Uh, what was that website again? ProWrestlingHall.org. Check it out uh, and donate if you can. And maybe I'll see you there. I hope to see you all there. Mike, uh, do you have any events coming up that you want to promote? Sure. This coming Saturday, if you're down in New Jersey, go check out NFW, Northern Federation Wrestling. They have no more tears. That's happening this Saturday down in New Jersey. Uh, Coming up July 31st, I will be at Immortal Championship Wrestling. That's going to be in Rome, New York. This is their first post-pandemic show. So this one is going to be, it's going to be huge. So we're trying to make it the best we can. Already confirmed. This one just announced a little while ago. MLW Caribbean champion Richard Holiday is going to be there. ECW original Just Incredible is going to be there. Mike Skyros is going to be there. I'm going to be there. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a great event. But also, uh, I have mixed martial arts events coming up. I don't have confirmed dates yet, but I will get those out as soon as I can. But uh, really, that's it. And then we have the International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame induction weekend, August 27th. Through the 29th here in Albany, New York, ProWrestlingHall.org to donate, reserve your tickets. I say get them now because once we start releasing the names of the folks that are going to show up, they're they're going to go. I guarantee it. Oh, that sounds that sounds great. Um, where can we find you on the socials? At Mike A. Falvo. Pretty simple. All right. Thank you very much. You bet.